What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers, well, they enjoyed a very nice weekend of some very good football from their homes. I think I think it was a gift from the Pittsburgh Steelers to schedule a Thursday night game as we got to watch good game after good game after good game highlighted by former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Josh Dobbs leading the Minnesota Vikings to a win over the Atlanta Falcons in a way that I think stunned, shocked, and excited the internet. It was a good weekend. It's a beautiful day here in the Berg, even if it is a little chilly outside. How are we feeling, my friend? I feel good. I'm fired up for it. Like you said, Josh Dobbs, <laughs> man. That, like... One of the most, I feel like, universally beloved guys in the NFL yes. right now. Like, people love a good backup quarterback. People love when a good backup quarterback plays well. Um, so, like, that was that was exciting. That was that was really cool. Yeah, it really was. I, I I think, I mean, like, him going to Minnesota, I had expectations he'd become the starter. The way that it happened, and then to win that football game, the way that he did win the football game, like, seemingly taken over after a rough start, zero days of practice. I mean, that dude's... That dude's awesome. Like, I hope I hope he, he earns something there. I, mean, I don't know if he's the guy, but I hope he continues to be the guy right. for right now in Minnesota. Right. I was watching. Well, we were watching the start of that game with some people, and I uh, I turned to someone. I said, who the, who the hell is this starting for the Vikings? Why is it not Josh Dobbs? I thought they were like, he's been there for three days. There's no way he's starting. <laughs> and then he comes in and he balls out. It was it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You can't uh, you can't ask many people who aren't a rocket scientist to go into a team and learn their entire offense in seemingly like 25 seconds before right. you walk into a ball game. There was no way that that anybody else could do that. But shout out Josh Dobbs. Great, great story. I hope the success continues because that guy, like you said, beloved figure in the NFL right now, beloved figure in Pittsburgh, I believe, and yeah. uh, and definitely should be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bit of a eh, headline filled weekend, not not really the winning mentality that you wanted to carry up until Monday morning after the game. We talked about it. George Pickens a little uh, a little upset on the sideline. Didn't seem to be enjoying the fact that Deontay Johnson scored his first touchdown in 668 days or that the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Tennessee Titans. Seemed more frustrated in the fact that he was struggling, that he wasn't getting the football as much as maybe he believed that he should be getting the football afterwards, or I guess seemingly the next day. He deletes all of his activity on Instagram, everything except for one post, everything related to the Pittsburgh Steelers or him in a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. He quickly posts a it, it was a meme, but under the meme, he wrote free me, deleted that within like minutes. Obviously, it was caught by fans and media and everybody else. So that blew up. And then there was speculation. This is not confirmed, and I don't think it could be confirmed that he unfollowed Kenny Pickett, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Mike Tomlin on Instagram. Since then, his posts have gone back up, at least some of them, including a highlight, a little minute-long highlight of him and Kenny Pickett. I don't know if that's him. Like I looked at it two ways. I said, hey, maybe this is George Pickens kind of clearing his mind, taking a reset, saying I played poorly the last two weeks. Maybe it's time to figure some things out. Let's clear the Instagram. Let's start over. There was also a part of me that when somebody called him immediately and said, dude, what are you doing? Stop this. And he put some stuff back on your thoughts on uh, 
a very wild weekend for George Pickens and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Yeah, I, I think you when you see something like this, you try not to read too much into it. Like, yeah. you know, people can do whatever they want with their social media, and that's their business. It really shouldn't be something that becomes like a big topic uh, for for us. I feel like, but I don't know. It, it it was this combined with his reactions. I feel like on the sideline uh, yeah. on Thursday night that just makes you make you think about it a little bit more. Um, you know, I. I don't think George like hates his teammates or anything like that, but he certainly no. is frustrated and uh, he's not doing a great job. I think of hiding that, um, which, and again, I think we talked about this on the last episode, but I don't really get what he's frustrated about. Yeah. He had a bad game, you know, he just didn't, didn't get involved a whole lot, but for this whole season, he's been the go-to guy like consistently over and over again. Um, yeah. And just, these kind of this way of like demonstrating his frustration, I don't feel like is particularly productive. You know, like if he's yes. worried about his targets, if he's worried about the way the offense is going, there are different ways to show you're frustrated that involve, you know, being involved with your teammates, talking to them, um, going over stuff with your coaches. Matt Canada was on the sideline. If he was frustrated with with the way that game was going and how he was being used. The guy who dictates that, the two guys who dictate that, uh, Kenny Pickett and, and Matt Canada are right there on the sideline with him. You know, like he has an open line of communication with these guys. And if he really wants to, I think, be, you know, a productive member of the team and and try to get this this unit moving in the right direction, there are ways to do that that don't that just aren't like, you know, I guess we can call it like a social media outburst. I mean, yeah. is that like that feel like a fair way of of describing it like yeah. it, it was. I don't know. It's I, I I think I understand it to a certain degree, but I don't think it's going to help anything for him to to do this. And maybe that's what, you know, like you reference someone calling him saying, you know, stop doing this, man. Like that's probably what that conversation entailed. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine an agent or somebody was just like, hey, look, this is not the right time to be doing this. If that's what happened. And and I agree with you, like you try real hard not to look into these things. But at the same time, when they start adding up, typically you could kind of connect the dots. And I think that's where we are with George Pickens. It, it's definitely concerning. I, I do, you know, I like the fact that he put some things back up. I think a lot of guys would be a little bit more hard nosed and say, nah, sorry, that's uh, that's not happening. I'm standing my ground here for whatever reason. But I also don't know like what, I don't know what the objective is. I don't know what the goal is by that to just say like, hey, I'm super frustrated, but it's past the trade deadline. There's you're not going to get released. You're a second year star wide receiver like that would never happen in a million years. I just don't see how lashing out on social media does anybody, including yourself, any good at this point in the season and where we are on the timeline of the year. I just don't think that that works. I mean, look, at I look at it and I tried to I, I'm trying to to tell myself that I'm wrong and that, you know, maybe I'm overlooking this a little bit. He's starting a war if he is starting a war with the wrong person. And I think that that's what the biggest issue is for the Pittsburgh Steelers is that you can't you can't start a war with your quarterback in the NFL. Like that doesn't have even if George Pickens is a superstar and he is a, he is a superstar and I think that he's shown like how good and and even just like a, a baseline level of how good he can be. Like I think he could be one of if not the best wide receivers in the NFL one day. The problem is, is that in the NFL, this is a business and the quarterback wins every single time. Even if your quarterback is a giant question mark and you don't know if he's the franchise and you don't know how long he's going to be here and you have 
serious concerns about his accuracy or this or that. It doesn't matter. He's a first round quarterback. He will win that war every single time without having to do anything. The Pittsburgh Steelers will always be on his side because that's how that's how every single team would be. Wide receivers do not win teams. Super Bowls quarterbacks do. So if you're going to rock with either side, you're going to pick your quarterback. I hope that I'm wrong there. But if it is like you're you're looking at another A.B. Ben Roethlisberger situation, you're looking at another. I mean, Mike Wallace. A B situation, all these guys where, you know, they thought that they could lash out and make things known that they were frustrated and it clearly didn't work in their favor and it won't work in their favor again. I mean, do, do you expect it to stop? Like, do you expect this to just be over? Like now that we go in, cause we're going to go in today, we're going to talk to them, guarantee you one of two things happens either. And, and I mean, this is the easiest guarantee ever, but George Pickens is either going to address the media and he's going to address the issues and he's going to tell us this is nothing, whatever, who cares, or he is going to be a total no-show. He's not going to be there. We're not going to even know that he's in the building. Just like after the game, that guy was in and out of the locker room in like seconds. Like I didn't even, I, I didn't see a jersey. I don't even know if he took his pads off, but I do know he was nowhere to be found for an hour after that game. I think one of those two things happened, but do you think this like just, just goes away. Do you think this is just a, a no big deal after today? Yes, to a certain extent, I do. Because this kind of thing happened last week. It happened earlier this year. I mean, yeah. there was a social media incident um, or just kind of, you know, a George Pickens is upset uh, kind of moment. Like, And then it just kind of came and went. And, like, yeah. no one really said anything about it. No one seemed to express any kind of concern about it. So I have to imagine this will follow a similar pattern. He's going to have to face it. At some point, he's going to have to address it at some point. I, I am kind of I'm I lean more to the side that he's going to avoid it for as long as he can. You know, yes, like he's not going to I, I wouldn't expect to see him today. I wouldn't expect to talk to him today, but I feel like at some point does, this week. Does that raise be... more questions to you? Like if, if George doesn't speak today, are you more concerned about the situation or no, do you I have think... different thoughts? No, I think George just doesn't like to talk to the media. I think that's <laughs> I think that part's very true. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't – I mean, that's not out of the ordinary at all. Um, you know, the timing may make it seem that way, but I just think he just doesn't like talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he doesn't. He hates yeah. us. Yeah, um, so I, I don't read too much into it that way, but I do think he is going to avoid you for as, as much as he can. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I could see that, definitely. I think that – oh, man. I think from a PR standpoint, like me and you could understand that, and I think a lot of other people will understand that as well. Like, yeah, George just doesn't want to talk to – he never wants to talk to us. Like the guy hides from the media all the time, which is like – I get it. Like who cares, man? I'm not I'm not the person to go into a locker room, and there are a lot of people who are like, this guy hasn't talked in a week. I'm like, well, what are you – like, you know, you're going to go drag him into the center yeah, of the locker room and talk to him? Know, like if he doesn't want to talk to us, he doesn't want right. to talk to us. Who cares? Like with this, it's – a little different i understand but i think that settling it the earlier the better in this situation if he doesn't there will be some people like i'm not saying most people i'm not saying me and you i'm not saying you know most steelers fans i'm just saying there will be some people who are sitting around going this guy's avoiding it because he's pissed he doesn't want anything this is real this guy hates kenny pickett he hates matt canada and that's going to be it's going to be an issue. It's also going to start a huge debate because I already, I mean, I put out my to-go this morning and my to-go was about this situation. And it was, it was very frank. Like if George Pickens wants to start a war with the Pittsburgh Steelers and especially his quarterback, he's going to lose that war, unfortunately, just because that's the business of the NFL. 
and there were already like i mean i i try very hard not to check the youtube comments as i try to check them like once a day and just sift through the positive ones i i checked them this morning just to see where people lie in the situation and it was 50 percent people saying the steelers would never get rid of george pickens over kenny pickett and then 50 percent of the people saying yeah you're probably right you you get rid of the wide receiver before you get rid of the quarterback every single time it's going to it's going to divide a fan base like it's going to become a little bit of a hot topic and a and a a debate i guess it's just all around like it's just a it's a bad place to be for 5 and 3 you just beat the titans like you're leaving this game you're leaving this weekend you're in such a good spot you're in a playoff spot the whole AFC North is looking real good right now and you are 2 and 0 in the division and then this is this is the highlight it's just not a it's not a good place to be yeah, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily buy that it's it's gonna get to that point, like okay. where it's it's dividing a fan base and it becomes this whole thing. Um, but I think I generally agree that this is just not where you would like to be after a very positive win, and yes. you know you have some some good momentum. Like I, I I agree with that. That's not you know you'd find like the the Jaguars loss. I felt like dragged everyone down to a pretty low place. And then yeah. you, you finally bring them all back with the, a, a solid win over the Titans and you head into two really crucial division games. I feel like you want, you want everything there. You know, you don't want to, uh, I don't know what's the, I don't know. You don't want any distractions. You don't want yeah. to, to feel like your mind is anywhere besides on these two really important games going forward. So I, I understand that to a certain degree. I just don't, I don't think we're there yet where we're like tearing where it's going to be a war. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's a war yet, but you know, I, 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 I guess it could get there at some point. But yeah, I hope. I mean, I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm being a little over dramatic. I hope you're very right in the situation. I think it's it, it's concerning. I hope it dies off into nothing. I'm sure. I mean, at bare minimum, we're gonna get Kenny on Wednesday, and he will say, "Yeah, I mean, George love each other. Blah blah blah. This is it." So uh, it'll dim down there. What's happening internally? That's a totally different question. Very interested to get to the stadium to get to the facility today and see what's going on. Because I, I mean, I heard like, I, you know, like you got to remember back when AB and I don't, I'm, I don't want to compare George to AB because I don't think they're even close to similar, but back when the AB situation did happen and he just stopped showing up, I mean, people just showed up on, on Tuesday or Wednesday and, and AB wasn't there. Like, it was just like, <laughs> where's Antonio Brown? Nobody knows. And then he just didn't show up the whole week showed up like an hour before kickoff and that was the end of AB in Pittsburgh. That was the last time he put, I mean, he didn't even put on a uniform, but that was, that was the end of the line. And you just didn't even see it coming. It came out of nowhere. That's how quickly these things develop. So it is a story to watch concerning, but hopefully nothing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully just a reset mentally for George Pickens and something that, you know, on Wednesday we'd be like, all right, this is stupid. Let's, uh, let's carry on to other things. All right, moving on. The Pittsburgh Steelers lost their inside linebacker on Thursday. Cole Holcomb had surgery or is set to have surgery. Will miss the remainder of the season after a real gruesome knee injury. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Cole Holcomb, obviously. The Pittsburgh Steelers got to replace an inside linebacker, a guy that was playing very well up until this point that was you know, a leader, especially with the communication in the middle of that defense. They'll move to Quan Alexander and Landon Roberts. Mark Robinson is also on the team. Before we get into ways that the Pittsburgh Steelers could add to their inside linebacker room, how big of a blow is this to their defense and and can they overcome it easily with the Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander? Or is it going to be a, a pretty tall task? Well, it's a huge loss. Uh, like you yeah. said, Cole has been playing really well. Um, 
Which is, like, just funny to think about. Like, I think, you know, at the beginning of training camp, we were watching him get torched by Calvin Austin yeah, while right. we were wearing shorts, and we're like, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and we got proven, I, I got proven wrong pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So Cole's been really good. This is a huge loss. But, I mean, this is this is why you have both Alain and Roberts, and then you went to get Quan Alexander later. Um, you know, I think calling it easy an easy thing to overcome i don't think that's necessarily fair but i do think the steelers are built as a roster to overcome this loss better than than another team might um they've yeah. got some good depth there need to plug some smaller holes uh in the process but i feel like you know at the very top end of their depth chart at linebacker they're really well positioned to to handle this loss because i think Quan had been playing really well too i mean yeah. landon roberts have been solid as well like They've got three starter-capable inside linebackers, so it's just about managing their workload so that, you know, as they get down the, the home stretch of the season, you're not, you know, putting too much on Landon Roberts, who we were talking before, play special teams too. Like, this is – you don't want to put too much on their plate as they try to to make up for a pretty big loss in the middle there. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think it's it's – of all the positions, it's probably the best one to suffer an injury at if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, but just like who it was like Holcomb Holcomb was the, he was the guy, he was the three down inside linebacker. He was the guy that you could use and run support. And as a, as a coverage option, he's, he was playing real well. Like we said, like, yeah, it, it is a huge blow for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they do have Quan. I expect Quan to, you know, I think Quan's played very well throughout the season. Just like you said, he, he could step in and be your coverage guy. He could be your three down linebacker. I think he's proven that in the NFL, a Landon Roberts is, I mean, all three of them have been listed as a starter every single week. So, and they've been introduced as a starter every single week. So I don't, con, I don't expect that to, to, I don't expect you to notice a, a down or a downgrade. Like I don't expect them to take a, a drop in success at inside linebacker. I think the bigger question is, you know, how ready is Mark Robinson to start filling a role there and, and be a contributor on defense do the Pittsburgh Steelers have to find another coverage guy? Because right now, Quan is really your only option, and Mark Robinson just isn't that. And at the same time, how healthy is Minka Fitzpatrick? How soon is he going to come back? Because if you could get Minka back, you can start utilizing Keanu Neal as an inside linebacker a little bit more. And I don't think that's like the Steelers' top option, but I do think it is an option for the Pittsburgh Steelers you know, with the injury to Cole Holcomb. So Mark Robinson expecting him to to kind of be in the fold. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they signed it. They signed former Atlanta Falcons. I hope I'm saying this first name right. Michael Walker to their practice squad last week. This is a guy that started 12 games for the Atlanta Falcons last season. He uh, is a fourth round pick in the 2020 draft for them. He's played at least 16 games his first three seasons in the league. He's got 107 tackles last year, one sack six pass deflections and two interceptions, four tackles for loss for the Falcons. Uh, when he was released, it was, it was just a giant question mark. Yeah. Uh, you read reports from the AP. There was no explanation given on why they moved on from him. And, and it doesn't seem to be an injury or anything. He was on another practice squad this season. So it's still a little surprising that he hasn't been on an active roster and it's week 10 in the NFL. The Steelers could call him up. Do you expect that to happen? And do you look at that as as a viable enough option for the Steelers to say, okay, we're we're okay, we can move forward with these four guys? 
I mean, it seems like they kind of have to call him up. Like, there's, I mean, at yeah. the very least, to be a body on special teams and and take something off of a Landon Roberts and and Mark Robinson's plate, like we said, so that they are you know kind of fully focused on on being the guys who can fill in for Cole Holcomb. Um, but I, this seems like a, a player that could be pretty reliable for them. I mean, yeah. uh, like he was a starter in the NFL last year and a pretty good one at that. He's pretty young. He's only 26 years old. I like former fourth round pick. Like there's, there's a lot to like about, uh, about Michael Walker here. So I, I would expect them to call them up and it seems like a little bit of a, a no brainer, right? Like, yeah. you know, you have a free spot at linebacker. This seems like the guy who, this seems like the best linebacker on, the practice squad available right now and the rest of the the rest of the free agent market for linebackers is not very promising at all so it's it, this seems like your best bet if you're the Steelers right now yeah I I agree like you just don't you look at the free agents just available right now there's really almost none like you could you could make a call to, to Nick Kwiatkowski if you want to I guess I don't even know if he's healthy right now besides that you got you got almost no, but yeah, I mean, you could call John Bostic if you want John Bostic back on the team, but I don't know what he offers that a Mark Robinson doesn't. And I don't know his special teams value. I think the fact that Walker is 26 years old, like you said, plays a huge factor in this uh, two seasons ago, he played 73% of the team's defensive snaps or uh, special team snaps. So I feel like that is huge as well. I think that that's a, it's a good option. It's not your, you know, clearly it's still a downgrade from Cole Holcomb, but somehow the Steelers lucked into this one. Like they signed them two days before the game and they lose their starting inside linebacker. And now they have an option to call up from the practice squad and say, hey, well, you know, you just got to be inside linebacker for this is fine. You know, and then maybe they move forward. I don't mind the pick, you know, like we said, or mind the the signing if that's the way that they go. You know, like we said, it's still it's still a downgrade. It still stinks that Holcomb will miss that time. But they do have like it's crazy to think about. A year ago, if this would have happened, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing. The Steelers would have been in the worst situation of all time. They already were. Like you think about a year ago, where it's Robert Spillane, Miles Jack, Devin Bush, with Mark Robinson filling in and, and working his way into a starting role by the end of the season. This year, it's Cole Holcomb, Milan, and Roberts, Quan Alexander, and you lose an inside linebacker, and you still have a guy in the practice squad who started 12 games last season and looked pretty okay that you could call up to your – like, you know, shout out shout out Omar Khan, man. That guy, yeah. sneaky good move sometimes that you don't, you don't get to appreciate until bad things happen, and you're like, oh, wow, look at this. Like, you know, how far he's come in such a short time just in one position. Um so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's the move. We'll see what happens. I'm sure a move will be made either today or probably tomorrow, depending on how they view the situation and when they announce Holcomb's going to end up on IR. Last thing I want to talk about, former Pittsburgh Steeler Martavis Bryant back in the NFL, reinstated after four years of being suspended for uh, violating the league's substance abuse policy, multiple failed drug tests, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, the guy could not stay off the weed. It was an issue. He's back. He's 31 years old. According to reports everywhere, there will be interest from him or for him from a number of teams. He's set to work out with the Dallas Cowboys on Tuesday. I mean, the big question here, 
the Pittsburgh Steelers, they got a couple of, of wide receivers, but I don't think anybody outside of their top two, and then Calvin Austin, obviously, are like big, giant, splash wide receivers. Should the Pittsburgh Steelers consider bringing back an old friend, former fourth-round pick out of Clemson, who definitely did some good things during his time in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like you you certainly got to give him a tryout if he wants it. You know, like that that feels like the right thing to do. I don't know. It. I I, I think they'll give him a look. I don't know how serious of a look that'll be. But I, that's inter- I just think it's interesting that there is going to be actual interest for him. Uh, just a yeah. guy who's been out of the league for how long? Seven years, you said. Four years. Four years. Four years. Ooh, not that long. Uh, but still, four <laughs> years is a four years is a long time. Um, to to miss time in the NFL, and I mean, especially at receiver, where I mean that doesn't necessarily uh, that's not a position that I feel like necessarily ages super well. Um, no. And so staying out of the league for for that long um, is is not not great. Um, but you know, if there's interest, I have to believe there's still something there. So I think you at least give him a look. I mean, you at least because, like you said, I mean, look, even Calvin Austin, like that's not you've really got two two receivers that you feel like are real parts of the passing game. Like Allen Robinson, yeah. I feel like has been a little disappointing uh, so far this year. Um, but I mean that that's part of just the entire offense being a little slow yeah. uh, to start this year. I mean, Calvin Austin has been hit or miss too. So, you know, having one more impact wide receiver is not the worst thing in the world. If Martavis Bryant could actually end up being that I'm not super sure, but no. you know, it doesn't cost you, cost you anything to look at him. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I just look at it right now, like Miles Boykin, and shout out Miles Boykin. That guy is, you know, you keep Miles Boykin around as long as he wants to stay here for how good of a special teams player he is. But he caught a pass on Thursday night against the Titans. Like at that point, what's the that difference? Shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah that's like, not, why, that's why not, not ideal. Yeah. No, why not just bring in Bryant and see what happens? I, I think that's the thing is like, you know, you don't have to sign him. This isn't a guarantee. But if there's interest from a couple of teams, he's going to go through workouts. Nobody's just like, Oh man, dude, Mark, did you hear Martavis Bryant's back in the league? Four years, we're calling him. Did you hear what he did in the XFL last year? I mean, we got to give him a contract. No, they're going to they're gonna go through workouts. It's going to be a slow process. And maybe he lands in Dallas in the next like 48 hours. But I think that's jumping the gun. Even if you're Bryant, I, I think that that's also jumping the gun. Like, see where your interest is. See where you could land and kind of weigh your options instead of just like diving into a team that is already low to wide receivers. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, just like you said, like Allen Robinson's been fine, but nothing crazy. And I don't think you even replace Allen Robinson. I just think that maybe you add to the group, you know, why not? You had Gunnar Olszewski all season long to start the year and you didn't, you didn't not have another wide receiver. You just rocked with six wide receivers. Just do it again. See if, see if that's an option for you. See if he still has the speed that you want to have. I mean, you got to remember when when he was good and when he was healthy and he wasn't suspended and getting in all that trouble, he was he was good. In he Pittsburgh. was really good. Yeah, that's what was... I'm saying. Like the dude had at spark. Everybody loved him around here. There was no major complaints outside of the fact that the guy just couldn't stay out of trouble. I mean, like, why not? You know what? And like, what's a guy like that cost? Like, right. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Cool. Right. Sounds good. Yeah, and I mean the, for the trouble the guy got in was smoking weed. Like, come on, like you could do what, that what now, we, right? Like, what are we doing? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this is absolutely where. Like, I don't know, in a fun little, I don't know. I feel like for Martavis too, like 
this is a little bit of a tall task, you know, like this is a big, yep. this is a big thing for him, you know, like it's a situation that I feel like he's going to want to handle really delicately and maybe coming home, coming back to a place that is somewhat familiar with the coach who's familiar with the coach who clearly, clearly liked him when he was younger. I think that's, those relationships will matter for someone who's in this type of situation and trying to make a comeback like this. So I feel like it could be kind of a win-win for both, both parties involved. And it could be really beneficial to, to just have that relationship back for, for both sides. Yes, I agree. Like that's such a good point. If you are trying to make an NFL comeback, the Pittsburgh Steelers have proven that they are very loyal to their players, that they will give you as many chances and tries as you need to succeed you know, if that's if you're Martavis Bryant, you're you know, Dallas is not known for the same things. So if you're going to pick a if you're going to pick a team and I'm not saying that that's like the only two options, I'm sure there will be other options. But if you're Martavis Bryant, you have to put into consideration like maybe it's going to take me a little while to to kind of adjust back to the NFL after playing in the CFL and the XFL where the talent level isn't the same. Pittsburgh is going to give me that opportunity to kind of. You know adjust and and see where I stand in the NFL after four years away from it. And I think that that could make a low, a, a, a world of difference for a guy trying to make an NFL comeback spot on. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure that there'll be more news on him in the next 24, 48 hours and definitely by Wednesday, but definitely a name to watch for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't see why you wouldn't at least give him a try. And if he, you know, makes a phone call and says, hey, coach, you don't remember me? Fourth round pick guy who, uh, you know, I caught the ball with my butt that one time. We should, uh, we should, we should see what happens here. And I think the Steelers should say most certainly come in for a workout. All right. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Find us, find us wherever you get your podcast and check out all of our work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.